Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the A Mother Brand podcast. This week I'm super excited to be talking to you about positive psychology, what it is and how we can apply it to our busy lives as entrepreneurs. Now, I don't know about you, but I ever so often realise that all the stuff I know, I assume that other people know. And it was only recently that someone confided in me, maybe they didn't confide, maybe they just shared that they actually had no idea what this thing was, positive psychology that I talked about all the time. And they wondered whether it was the same as positive parenting, which it isn't. So I realised that perhaps it would be useful to explain my understanding of positive psychology and the simple ways in which we can apply it to being an entrepreneur in a busy life and how we can use it to give us the greatest amount of happiness in our lives and our businesses and success. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about what positive psychology is as the science of well-being. I'm going to look at what well-being isn't, what we often think it is, and how we can apply positive psychology to our work and our working week. So let's get going. I'm aware that all too often people get confused with well-being and wellness. And often there's this general consensus that it means doing lots of exercise, drinking green smoothies, doing lots of self-care, possibly bubble baths with candles and book reading. When I talk about it in positive psychology, well-being is more than that. It's about psychological well-being as well as physical well-being because the two things are actually connected. So in this episode, let's have a look at what actually is positive psychology. Traditional psychology used to be about helping and healing people with disease, things like anxiety, anger, trauma, neurosis or depression. But positive psychology goes the other way. It assumes that you're whole and that we're going to work to increase joy, satisfaction and well-being to help you thrive and flourish. So relieving suffering, which is the domain of traditional psychology, it's not the same as flourishing. We're looking at helping people thrive not just survive. Positive psychology is an evidence-based science and it's been defined as the scientific study of optimal human functioning. It's all about discovering and promoting the factors that allow individuals and communities to thrive. It's looking at strengths rather than weaknesses and it's interested in building the best things in life. It also includes interventions that enhance happiness and well-being. So the first iteration of positive psychology focused on something called authentic happiness, which was looking at the amount of happiness in your life and in the planet more generally and how we can increase that. And there are two areas of happiness that were looked at. There's something called hedonic happiness, which is about kind of immediate pleasure. It's the sort of things that you want and you get and they're amazing and then they go and you want some more. So maybe a meal or a good film or uh, a holiday, you know, something that you can get lots of pleasure from, but it's fleeting and then you want some more of it. And then the other type of happiness is eudaimonic happiness, which is about deeper meaning in life. So the ideal type of authentic happiness involves a good balance of hedonic well-being, the sweet life where you have enough pleasure in your life, and eudaimonic well-being, which is the fulfilled life where you also have greater achievement, meaning and purpose in your life. So if you have too much of one, so too much purpose, you might end up having a dry life. But if you have too much hedonia, so feel good activities, 
your life might feel a little empty. So you need to balance both for authentic well-being. And if you listen to episode four, which is how to get happier and fulfill your potential at the same time, you'll know that if you have more happiness in your life, you're more likely to live longer, have greater income, 30% higher income, have greater optimism, success and creativity. And you're also more likely to have a better immune system and be less vulnerable to disease. How cool is that? So positive psychology acknowledges the natural barriers to happiness and it looks in the areas in our life where we can address them. And then we move on to the second iteration of positive psychology, which built on the first and it concerns more well-being theory as opposed to just focusing on authentic happiness it was a broader study and it concerns the amount of flourishing in your life and the planet flourishing is another way of talking about having optimum well-being so this second wave of positive psychology was less about how can we get more happiness in our life and a slightly more nuanced approach that focused on increasing happiness but also exploring the yin and the yang of happiness and well-being and the fact that you know you can get positives from negatives and that's where this idea of post-traumatic growth comes from so when you go through something really challenging and traumatic you can actually grow through it and from it so that's finding positives in the negatives and similarly looking at how some things seem positive like our strengths but if we overplay them we can lead ourselves into negative situations. So it's a broader look at well-being and flourishing that isn't just focused on happiness. Flourishing is about having complete mental health. So that's high levels of well-being, being filled with lovely positive emotions and functioning well psychologically and socially. So the opposite of flourishing would be languishing, which we don't want. When we're talking about applying positive psychology to our life, we're looking at increasing the good stuff, the stuff that makes you feel fulfilled, it makes you feel happy, and it gives you a sense of well-being and flourishing. And so when we're applying positive psychology to being a busy entrepreneur, it's looking at your life and saying, okay, well, how can we make this all work best? your work, but also all the other stuff that makes up you and your life, the whole you. And that's why positive psychology is brilliant if you're a busy entrepreneur juggling all the things. So the next thing I want to look at is well-being and the idea that it isn't just about exercise or candlelit baths because really often when I talk to my coaching clients and we're looking, all right, well, let's look at your life satisfaction to start with. And, you know, people come to me and things are slightly out of balance or they're working too hard or they're not fulfilling their potential or they're they're just feeling like things aren't quite aligned. We might look at their levels of life satisfaction across their whole life and all the different areas in it. And what became really obvious to me was when people thought about well-being, they were thinking, exercise and diet which are essential parts of it don't get me wrong but it's so much more than that now I also especially if you listen to episode one you'll know that I love to go on and on and on about how important it is to have your passions covered in your work and to be feeling like you're doing something of meaning and purpose and to apply your strengths to whatever you spend your time doing but this focus on passion and purpose can sometimes feel 
impossible to people so you might have a type of work that actually feel like well that's not my ideal dream business does that mean that everything's a bit rubbish it's like well no actually it isn't because when you look at well-being theory you see that it's much broader than that the things that we need to pay attention to in order to flourish are much bigger than just exercise and drinking green smoothies and having some time out to have a bath by yourself so let's look at that Let's look at well-being. When I talk about well-being with my clients, I always refer to a brilliant model called the PERMA theory of well-being by Martin Seligman, who's the forefather of positive psychology. And this theory is an attempt to answer the fundamental question of what human flourishing actually is and how do we get more of it? PERMA is an acronym and it stands for the five building blocks that enable flourishing. We've got positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, and accomplishment. Hence PERMA, positive emotions, E for engagement, R for relationships, M for meaning, and A for accomplishment. And within positive psychology, their theories, techniques, and interventions to increase each of these. So what's really interesting is different people will derive well-being from each of these five building blocks to varying degrees because we're all unique, right? It's like whatever vitamins might be perfect for you are not going to be perfect for the other person. It's the same with these building blocks that enable flourishing. Amongst them, we all have a different combination of which ones need to be stronger. So what makes a good life for one person isn't necessarily the same for another. They're different pathways for getting there. Positive psychology isn't prescriptive. It's not like, here you go, this is what you need to flourish in life and feel good and do your best work and have success. Take this prescription, go and apply it to your life, jobs are good. It's not like, it's more descriptive. It's not about telling people what choices to make or what they should be valuing in their life, but it's about learning the factors that enable flourishing or optimum well-being so that people can make informed choices to live a more fulfilling life that's aligned with their unique values and interests. So let's have a look at PERMA theory. P is for positive emotions. And this route to well-being is the hedonic one I talked about earlier. It's all about collecting pleasure and increasing positive emotions. So positive emotions is quite a broad umbrella phrase but it includes past present and future emotions so past ones might be things like satisfaction contentment fulfillment pride serenity or gratitude present ones include joy calm bliss pleasure curiosity inspiration and love and future positive emotions include things like hope optimism faith trust and excitement so within limits, we can increase positive emotions about the past by cultivating gratitude and forgiveness, savouring positive memories. And we can increase positive emotions in the present by savouring physical pleasures, you know, that lovely cup of tea or that incredible piece of cake and mindfulness. And we can also increase our positive emotions about the future by building hope and optimism. So those are the positive emotions that we're going to look at in our life 
in order to tick the box of the building blocks of flourishing, which is P for positive emotion. E means engagement. And that's about spending your time doing stuff that gets you into a state of flow. So it's when you're fully using your unique skills, your personal character strengths, and you're focusing your attention on a challenging task. So that sort of activity has its own intrinsic motivation. It's its own reward in itself because you're fully absorbed, you're in flow, you're losing track of time and self-awareness disappears. So flow is experienced when your skills are just sufficient for a challenging activity. It's not easy, but it's not too hard. And you're in the pursuit of a clear goal and you've got immediate feedback on progress towards your goal. So that sort of thing can be experienced in a wide variety of activities. Yes, it can be experienced when you apply your strengths to your work and you look at opportunities to apply your strengths to things that you're likely to get into a state of flow with. But you can also experience that type of engagement and flow in a really good conversation or playing a musical instrument, reading a book, writing, building furniture, fixing a bike, doing embroidery, training in a sports capacity or performance to name just a few. If you look back to episodes 1 and 12, I talk about a free scientific survey called the VIA survey, which stands for Values in Action. And that's where you can discover your unique character strengths and how you can use them more in your life for greater engagement, for greater flow. And when you use that in work, it makes things much easier and enjoyable and you're more likely to have success. So the R in PERMA theory refers to positive relationships in your life. So relationships and social well-being. So relationships are key to well-being. If you think about experiences that contribute to well-being, they're often shared. Great joy, meaning, laughter, a sense of belonging, pride in accomplishment. There's usually other people involved. And connections to other people can give your life purpose and meaning. Similarly, support from and connection with others is one of the best antidotes to the downs of life and the most reliable way to feel up. And research shows if you do acts of kindness for others, that's also going to give you a well-being boost. So that's the R in PERMA theory. M stands for a sense of meaning and purpose in your life, which can be derived from a whole bunch of different things. It can be from your work. You know, your work can be serving your purpose in life and giving you that eudaimonic happiness from a sense of meaning. But it's not just your work. There are various societal institutions that enable you to be part of something bigger than yourself. And that's that does the same thing. It gives you a sense of meaning. So think of things like religion, or family, politics, work organisations, justice, the community, or social causes like being green, among others. A in PERMA theory relates to accomplishment, or sometimes people say achievement in your life. And this building block for wellbeing is about growth and mastery. People pursue achievement, mastery, competence, success, accomplishment for its own sake in a variety of different ways. So it can be in the workplace, but it could also be in sports or games or a hobby. It's about pursuing accomplishment even when it doesn't necessarily lead to a greater sense of meaning or even a positive emotion or relationship. The positive 
boost you get is from achieving something. Originally, PERMA was just these five letters, but increasingly people choose to add a V at the end for vitality. And this is to make us remember the importance of physical movement, good nutrition, hydration, and a good night's sleep in the creation of well-being. Because maintaining physical vitality and energy management is essential for building resilience and bouncing back through adversity and challenge. And looking at how we build resilience and grit and bounce back is also a part of positive psychology. So these areas, these building blocks for well-being, are valuable not only because they make you feel good, but also because they have those beneficial real-world consequences that we talked about earlier. They're going to make you be more successful. They're going to improve your levels of immunity. And they're going to make you have higher income, greater optimism, success and creativity. So now I've explained to you the PERMA-V theory of well-being by Martin Seligman. But what does that actually mean for your work? Well, this is what's really fun in a coaching capacity or in my membership where we look at how we can apply this to our everyday life, in fact, to our week. Because positive psychology helps with work as a way of applying evidence-based interventions and theories that enhance your resilience, your achievement, and your well-being. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge advocate for looking at how you can include passion and purpose in what you spend your waking hours working on. But I also appreciate it's not always possible to create your dream business and make your fortune with your dream business. Often you have to do something now and you're working towards working on your dream business later. But that's okay because you can apply PERMA theory to your life and you can see that there are many ways to find and increase well-being in your life today, even if your current work isn't your dream combination of passion and purpose. It's like that Wayne Dyer quote, change the way you look at things and the things that you look at change. If you change the way you approach your current work, you can craft it to achieve greater meaning and accentuate the building blocks of well-being within it. So take, for example, someone whose motivation is to start a business that they can run around their two children who are teeny, under three years old. They want to build a business that will give them greater autonomy and freedom. They want to take their kids out of full-time nursery so they can be at home with their kids more while still earning, but on their own terms. So if, for example, this mother's dream business was to be a photographer, it's something she's always wanted to do. That dream job is not going to fit with the requirements of her life phase she's in right now. So instead, she might choose to build an online business that she can grow around her family and attend to whenever she has time at a time that works for her and her family. She could feel disappointed that she's not following her dreams right now, but she can also look at her choice through the lens of PERMA theory and then she can see where the building blocks for well-being are, where her strengths are and double down on all the elements of her current choice and her life now that enhance her well-being. If you want to look at your work and you want to pull out and maximise these building blocks of PERMA theory, you can change the tasks you do at work. So you could focus on more or fewer tasks you could expand or diminish their scope you could look at how you're performing them or who else could perform them you could change your relationships to those you work with you could change your perceptions around your work and reframe it to give you greater well-being so for example if you were the leader of a research and development unit you might choose to see your work as a way of advancing science in your field rather than looking at it as oh, I just manage projects in this research and development unit 
Applying PERMA theory allows you to look at your whole life and see the opportunities for increasing the areas within it which will increase your well-being and lead to a greater state of flourishing. When you experience enough positive emotions in your week, and they don't have to be work-related, and when you're spending lots of your week in flow, and you're spending your time with people who you've got positive relationships with, and you're applying your strengths in service of something that you care about, that has meaning for you, that's bigger than you, and when you're actually accomplishing tasks, ticking them off and feeling like you're achieving things, and you feel good in yourself with good vitality, then you can have great well-being. You don't need to do all of those things every day of the week, but enough of them, and you're going to feel more like you're thriving than you're just surviving. So what does that mean for your working week? If you go back to episode four, how do you do it all, the secret to building a business around your family and thriving, you'll see that I am a planner and I advocate planning things in advance to make sure that you're covering all of your well-being and practical bases. So what I mean by that is that you're not passive in your working life and your family life. You're the boss of your week ahead so you can feel your best and you can do your best work rather than it being the boss of you. So in episode four, I talk about making a plan that covers what everyone in your family is up to in the week ahead and what time you have available in the week ahead for you and then time blocking it so it reflects what's important to you and your well-being. And finally, creating really tight and realistic work goals for the week ahead so you can actually accomplish them and feel good. Now, that's almost feels like it's in the wrong order, because when we fill our cup, when we make sure we're looking after and optimising our well-being, we're going to be better in every sphere of our life. We're going to be a better parent, which is going to be happier children and easier home life. We're going to perform better at work, which is going to lead to greater success and calm and we're going to just feel better in ourselves and feel like we have greater enjoyment in our life. But some things we have to do. So if we're a mother, we have to take our children to school if of that age. We might have to drive them to essential clubs or classes. We might have to support them by having playdates. They're things that we have to do. And it's really easy to relegate our own needs as lowest priority. Say there's just too much to do. There are too many demands. It's just not important for me to go for my run or for me to learn this thing or see that person. But positive psychology would argue that when we plan our lives, we need to give importance to the bits that are going to give us greatest well-being, happiness and success, which in turn will have that ripple effect on everyone around us. So when I talk to clients about their life satisfaction, we do talk about health and fitness. We talk about relationships, family, spirituality, work and finance, the sort of general terms that are covered in life satisfaction. But we also look at their lives through this lens of PERMA theory. And so I encourage them when they plan their week to not just look after everybody else and to make sure that they've put a bit of exercise in there and they're going to go to bed at a reasonable time and drink enough water and set realistic goals but that they're also looking for opportunities for play and to create positive emotions to do these things which don't really feel essential but actually they play into your greater well-being and how you are able to thrive in life. We also need to look at when you can connect with loved ones or build a positive network to surround you and to look for opportunities to use your strengths in life and to get more into flow. 
And that's why Mother Brand's always been about this. The most effective way to build a sustainable business around your busy family life is to prioritise your well-being. And I don't just mean a little bit of self-care. I mean your psychological well-being. And that's all about perma-theory. Because when you feel good, you're going to do better work and have greater fulfilment and success in life and business. So in summary, positive psychology looks at what it means for us to thrive. And it teaches us theories like the PERMA theory and interventions that I've covered in some of my podcasts today that enhance the areas of our lives that enable us to flourish. Wellbeing's not about eating kale or doing yoga. It's about a whole lot more. The core features that we've talked about today positive emotions, engagement, positive relations, meaning, accomplishment and vitality. And when you focus on prioritising these five core building blocks of well-being in your working week, you're going to feel better and do better too. So when you're looking at your week ahead, make sure you're putting in things that are going to tick the boxes for those building blocks. I hope that this podcast has given you a greater understanding of what positive psychology is, looking at authentic happiness, the fleeting kind, but also the eudaimonic deeper meaning side about achievement and being part of things bigger than yourself, and also looking at how the PERMA theory can be applied to our everyday life. The things that are important that we need to consider and put in there so we feel our best and we do our best work too. Send me a message on Instagram at a mother brand and let me know what you think of the episode. If you want to go deep on how you can build a successful business around your family and thrive in 2022, I have a membership that can help you with this. Go to a motherbrand.com forward slash membership for more info. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do hit follow leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Thank you so much and see you next time.